The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Where am I? And where are you? Can you imagine I, like his head I being can't. inside his little no. head? Egocidal vehiculum. There's no doubt Corvettes are fast. But what about the people that are putting their fingers over the license? Keichi Tuchia. <laughs> Those cars have such a cute little face, you know? It's like a little like a little salamander or something, you know? I'm riding dirty right now. Fight those traffic tickets with Off the Record. Snap a photo of your ticket, answer a few questions, and get matched to an experienced lawyer. That's it. No mailing in your ticket, no showing up in court. Let the pros handle it and keep those points off your record. Use code AWESOME to get 10% off. That's offtherecord.com. Fight those tickets. Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. And I am Art. The robot is back. Here we go. Lane doesn't weak like robot, it. Gonna, quite frankly. I don't like it at all. I don't yeah. like it one bit, Warren. Yeah. Very weak robot. Yeah. Why so weak, bro? Um, because I was I was distracted. I was listening to the I'm sitting in my E30 in the garage and I was listening to the seat squeak and I'm like, is that audible on the podcast? And um and then it, then no. my ADD kicked in and then I thought simultaneously, wait a minute, this is why the Japanese prefer that wool interior over the leather because it's not noisy. You know? Oh, you think the leather's squeaking? It's not something like spring or a, it sounds like a the le- yeah it, hinge. It sounds like the leather, but I don't know. It might be squeaky springs. These are these yeah. have hydraulics in them, bro. These I know, I know, but that's only for for moving them up, I not know. for when you're sitting in them. Well, and not for three wheel motion. I mean, not I like a it, Peterbilt truck, you know, where you're like have the springy seats. Yeah, it's not even necessarily the spring; it's the metal on metal on the sides and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all that. I just uh, forgot about a feature my Mercedes has uh, until I saw an ad for one. And I completely forgot that there's a little hidden button in the center stack right near the hazard switch. And it lifts that entire panel up and it reveals the CD changer. <laughs> Haven't touched it since I bought it pretty much. I, re- I think I've probably opened it once, but uh, yeah. I don't listen to CDs. Um, nope. And that's there, though. And it's kind of neat. It's a neat that's little cool. thing. Anything yeah. in there? Yeah. Uh, there's three CDs. I forgot. I, I must have put them in, but um, I forget what they are. So anyways. Yeah. I remember when I bought my 996. Yeah. I put CDs in it. I sold it with the same CDs in it. You forgot to take them out? I couldn't be bothered. Yeah. I Opening would've... a trunk, like pulling out a no, cartridge. No. I honestly know that it has a CD changer. And I, in my mind, it was just like, oh, yeah, it's in the back in that hidden panel on the, on the sidewall there. And uh, nope. It's in the dash, and it is a whole contraption that someone spent their entire summer designing. <laughs> and I, I'm sorry to that person, Mr. Olaf yep. Singlefang. Yeah, it used to be a thing. Grin. You used to have to carry around that book with you everywhere you went, dude. Oh, I know. Oh, there's a, have you seen that little video going around that's um, saying how distracted drivers are these days texting and stuff? And then it shows a person from the 90s trying to switch a CD. And look yeah. at and look at their MapQuest printout and, and yeah like, exactly I know right he's got the binder yeah. out one hand arm you know like holding all the CDs the knees steering uh, dude the, that's how I crashed my Audi four thousand I was like messing with the CD and then I because I and I it was go leaving a stoplight and I expected the traffic just to flow and then I look up and traffic stopped and I rear-ended people. But I mean, you got Hootie and the Blowfish in there, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was a new No FX album at the time. Yeah, sure it was. You know, it was uh, Dave Matthews. <laughs> it was definitely was not. <laughs> <laughs> he just comes up with the most tough sounding. Uh, yeah, that's so tough. I know. No, I literally remember it. It was a brand new No FX album, and I was like, you know, like skipping through tracks and stuff. Curse that CD. Curses. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you guys ready to answer some questions here? I'm ready, or, man. Oh, not really. No, you actually, look ready. But, you know, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I want to get into it, but I'm not mentally prepared for it, quite frankly. After seeing that first question, wow. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm flummoxed. Shook? Are you shook? <laughs> I, I didn't even look at the questions. Well, I didn't even see there was a post. There's not a ton, but we have some stuff coming in here. Um, once again, I, I cannot edit the questions in, in an order, so we're going to just go Sweet. with bottom, bottom up. Bottom uh, up. Pedal Commute says... This is a tricky question, so stick with me here. Think rally cross, but the objective is race through Santa Cruz. 
Then drive through the water and finish in Lover's Point. What are you taking? <laughs> so for the people uh, listening that aren't from the Monterey Bay area, uh, Lover's Point is across the bay in Pacific Grove, I believe, or uh-huh. Carmel, what have you. Uh, it's a long journey across uh, uh, the ocean. Um, so the bay. He says so, he offers. So you some, need an amphicar? Yeah, but my God, that sounds like you're not going to survive either of them—the race or the water portion, right? Yeah, yeah I got an answer. Let's hear it. And I'm inspired by watching Race of Champions uh, highlights. Uh, so, because a, a, a hovercraft, I think, is my answer. And I think through town you would be slower, right? Like you, you can still go <laughs> over a lot of shit because of that huge inflatable thing. You know, like it doesn't really matter, but. Once uh-huh. you're on the water, you can blast, and um, and you can and you'll make up for that lost time in town. And the reason I bring up the race of champions is like you know because they had I don't know if you guys saw it, but they had these. Um, it was on it was on ice, and um, ice slash snow, and there were two different uh, laps, right? And so you first you you start um, doing like the inner lap, and then you do the, and then you swap, and then you do the outer lap. And at the end of it, one has a long straight where you can just blast and accelerate through. Um, and one has like a tighter little left-hander or whatever, right? So same idea, right? Like one is going to slow you down more initially, uh, but then at the end you get that sprint. And I think that a hovercraft would do a good job. Um, you would, you'd probably kill it with it. A hovercraft is great, but you said you'd kind of, you know, you go a little slower on the race portion. (laughs) So slow. Dude, you can't even steer. It's just like drifting. Exactly. It's a rally, right? You're just kind of like. You're just flying through it and trying to set it up in advance. I picture like ice, right? Like you, you're perpendicular to the turn be, uh, uh, on the road before you even hit the turn, you know, <laughs> and then you and then you right, jet right. off. What about one of those duck boats? Uh, you see them in. Oh, my uh, gosh. Talk about slow. Like Mazatlan. And, uh, <laughs> I know, but I would uh, maybe I'd survive the cross bay uh, race portion. You need a. How about a Lotus Esprit? Yeah. Lotus Esprit James Bond edition. Yeah, but then it wouldn't start, and then you would just, you'd have to get your mechanic yeah. to help you It'd out. Catch on fire before you even <laughs> got into the water. Yeah, all the hydraulics yeah. are all fucked up, and then you can't turn on your headlights. And I don't know, I don't know. What he you mentions a uh, a Rin Speed Flash, which I think I can picture what that is. It was just a was it just like a speedboat with wheels that could pop out? I can't remember. And then an LS swapped Amphicar, uh, both Whoa. would be yeah. a good choice. Uh, that's interesting. But um, anyways, how about a Lamborghini? Kuntosh. Uh, Remember they can like skip on the water? <laughs> oh, that's right. In uh what's long it skip. Thirty miles or yeah. something? Or what is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty <laughs> ish miles. Well what you need to do, Lane, uh, is it, there's gotta be this is like a James Bond style thing where you know you have that ugly ass front the wing, you know, the front wing that they had in yeah. the US spec cars. So you flip that one underneath like an aerofoil. And then, so that one kind of like sinks down into the nose, then comes, pops out under the car. Same with the rear spoiler. And now you're an aerofoil, uh-huh. right? And uh, uh, I don't know how you're propelling yourself, though, but um, uh, you yeah, gotta. That's a trip. I mean, you need, jet, yeah. you need jet propulsion at that point. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. Um, the real answer is uh, just a jet ski with a go kart strapped to the bottom of it. Something like that, right? Winter, winter, chicken dinner. Okay. Uh, T turf T turf turf says so are old Audis the next big thing and when is Art buying his 300ZX 300ZX I didn't know I had committed I don't think Art's ever buying a 300ZX he does he's he's dabbled he's dabbled in the the joy of them the joie de 300ZX he really likes Z31s I think I like that Shiro edition, the white one that we saw at uh, Member oh, Port Lauderdale. Those are yeah. really cool. But I do like yeah, the Z thirty twos though. Like that was one of the more like memorable cars of my youth. Like that commercial, right? The Z, the the, t- the twin turbo ad, the Super the Bowl Barbie ad. one or whatever. Not the Barbie one. The the one where he's dreaming oh. and he's he's being chased by all these different oh. things. And at the very end, I think yeah. he's being chased by like an F fourteen or something. And like he outruns the jet, and then he wakes up. Um, yeah, yeah. very cool cars. I don't know. It just, unless I had like a six car quiver, it doesn't fit any of like, you know, my needs right now or desires. Desire. Definitely a GT, GT, right? Definitely more GT. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Audis, um, are old Audis the next big thing? I mean, 
they're coming just, up. They've coming up. Man, they're hard to find. I'll say that. They're getting uh, definitely yeah. the Radwood era Howdies are getting very difficult to find good ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quattro Coops are go, moving up. I mean, but everything's moving up, right? Yeah. And, but uh, uh, those Audis are definitely near. Yeah. They're not, there's not a lot of them. To, you know, so hard to find. Harder yeah. to find. Yeah. Um, well, and we'll get into that later because uh, we have a Audi RS2 to talk about. So, um, Stay tuned. Hushy Pushy asks, what is the coolest car you could bring to Morning Motors? Not what you would want to see, but what you would bring. And then of these three cars, so one each, whose would get the most attention? Budget of $100,000. Let's keep it somewhat sensible. Thanks, Hushy and Pushy. Both of them. Both guys are great. Uh, I have an answer. We were talking about this off air it just hit me right now. Can I go? go? Is that okay? AutoZam F40. Hmm. Okay. So good. That would get so it's much huge. attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, with the F40. Yeah, the full body kit and everything. Yeah. And if you look at I mean, it up, you, go, you can go Lamborghini Countach too. Um, AutoZam, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, AutoZam. Any of those. Look it up if you're unfamiliar. AutoZam F40 body kit. Um, they obviously it doesn't look exactly like an F40, but it's very cool looking. Um, it looks like a micro machine version of an F40. Exactly, and they're probably I don't know twenty five grand. I, I don't yeah. even know something like that. Um, yeah, and if you're going along those lines, like any of those K trucks in the K truck magazines out of Japan, totally. like the mini school bus. Or totally. you know those would kill. Yeah, there was a mini. Um, remember the mini six by six that uh, I think Ali yep. shared with us. Mm-hmm. It looks just like a. It's basically like a shrunken down version of a Mercedes six by six. And it's built on a Jimny, right? Yeah, and the, yeah, and uh-huh. it's like very it proportionally well done, right? So it doesn't look too goofy. Sometimes they make them like a right off goofy, the bat. But, you're not yeah. like, oh, what's that built? You kind of just think it's a six by six. Yeah, you would have to see it next to it in order to make. But if it's by itself, it looks you wouldn't even know it's tiny, right? It's funny. Um, yeah. That's a good answer. Um, hmm. I was thinking more like, well, that is kind of forbidden fruit, although you can import them now. I was trying to think like, what is something that is forbidden fruit to us that we can't import that like would, that's kind of was my angle, right? Because like oh, okay. that type like of thing, that. you know, and, but it's not, um, it's a little nerdier though, right? Like, like, because yours has appeal to everyone. It's cute. It's like this little thing. Like you may, you don't even have to be a car person to appreciate that. Right. Totally. And it's got totally. the, the gold wings and all that shit. Um, yeah. The first thing that came to mind was a Renault V6, uh, Renault Clio V6. Um, but, you know, again, that's more of a nerdy choice, right? Like, I think it would attract a lot of attention, but, uh, you know, my wife would walk right past it like she wouldn't. Sure. <laughs> doesn't care for that. Um, still thinking, though. Still thinking. What about your uh, Lotus Carlton you always love? That's so, talk about nerdy, though. Like, that's like, that's, I know, it looks just, it just looks like a sedan to most people, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, it takes some, like, extra uh, flair. That's like RS2 style. Like, yeah. You know, we'll get into that later, but driving the RS2 around, you didn't get a single look. No. Yeah. Same here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I even took it to a Cars and Coffee, and no no one looked at it. Yeah, no one even asked you about it or anything, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I go with, like, our friend Nick sent us a Corvette with Testarossa side strikes the other day that's for sale in the Bay Area for, like, eight grand or something. I think something along those lines, like like a really crappy 80s kit car, basically. I think that's um, a really good choice. Is So like a Fiero that has strong Fiero proportions still, or this still mm-hmm. has Corvette proportions, but it has, has F40 styling added to it, is I think that's I think that's a winner, dude. And everyone would look at that thing. Yeah, this was a Testarossa body kit, so it had like the rear Testarossa kind of uh, taillights and yeah, it's and gaudy wheels, side strikes, and even the front chin spoiler was very Testarossa, but it was yep. clearly just a straight Backed up on. Corvette. There was no change <laughs> yeah. in the fender line or any of the of the yep. proportions. Oh, I got one, and I think this is uh, this is the whole show. Art doesn't like my answer. Um, <laughs> I was I was processing my own while still while while listening to yours. Well, because it's one of those where he would just walk right by and go, "Ugh, 
No, <laughs> yeah, you would so, look at no, it. No, no, I would check it out. I, mean, it's, I, it. I would laugh. I would laugh right there with you guys. I mean, I think it's it's entertaining yep. to see that kind of shit. And and also like as as we've discussed before, like trying to make sense of it all, right? Because a lot of times it seemed like they spent the same amount as the replica. At some at at some point, you get that to that point yeah. right, where it's like. You're you're three years into the project and you spent even more than what a 308 would have cost you or whatever. Um, totally. But um, I'm gonna go with like a super fucking well done mini truck with a with a uh, what do you call it with articulating an articulating bed. bed. You got to have it up in the air and I want the 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 tono or what is the what is the cover called? Is it a tono cover? The, yeah, tono cover. Yeah. I want the cover also articulating up off of the bed. You know, but with it in the air. Um, and you know, just go full tilt, right? Like chrome everything underneath, chrome frame. Literally full tilt. Full tilt. Yeah. Full tilt. There you go. And uh, like pink velour Wild interior. Wild colors and stuff. Yeah, pink velour interior. I want to go with like um, the exterior would be like you know a very very heavy bass flake, um, probably a teal, huh, Lane? With a with like some um pink and pink and yellow graphics, something like that. White, even white graphics in there, maybe. That's what I'm picturing um billet grill that goes across you know you, the headlights are hidden behind yeah, the, the grill um i would probably do that because i think that costs i mean that could easily get it you know into six figures right um but if you if you do it right and execute it well and that's something that even little kids would enjoy right like especially if you got the hydros going and you got the t- the bed going and i think that would that would that's you're a not gonna show. not look at it yeah it's a full-on show yeah exactly yeah full-on little scene full-on little scene. um Along those lines, a Bigfoot replica would be really good. That was I was thinking <laughs> oh, about that. Yeah, like because you could. They even yeah. had like the Toyota. I forget what they call them. They're like mini Bigfoots or something back in the day. Like, um, and uh, they had the huge the huge tires and all that jazz. But that definitely does it. Yeah, they would get a lot of looks, and that's yeah. under hundred k. All right, good question. I like that one. Uh, Big Fat Flip says. You are heads of R&D for a major car company of your choice. What other car company would you want to collaborate with, and what sort of car or technology would you want to develop together? So this is, takes uh, multiple imaginations here. So you're uh, R&D of... Uh, so I'm R&D at uh, Porsche. Probably and Chrysler, I'm going, yeah. And I'm going to collaborate with Tesla. With Nissan. Or Tesla, as Art says. Uh, to create a manual transmission sports car electric uh, that has real power bands, a clutch pedal, and all that stuff. Um, that would be m- my choice. How about you guys? Interesting. Yeah, I'd probably pick like, I'd be Buick and I collaborate with Nissan. Uh huh. Wow. And I'd make like, I put a CVT into a Buick. Ooh. That's good. And you can make it go on water, maybe. Yeah, it'd be really cool. <laughs> and we would do- just both be really complacent. And like we'd be like, yeah, that's good enough. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's totally. fine. Somebody will buy this. Yeah. Um, interesting. I was thinking like, what is missing, right? And like, you know, I love the Acura brand, but it doesn't have a rear wheel drive like sporty car. And same with Honda, right? So I would like. I was thinking, what? Who would I want to collaborate with that could provide that? Um, not like Supra though, and totally blow it, right? But like, what would be a good partnership? And um. <laughs> And my mind went somewhere crazy, and I was thinking, like, what about like a uh, what Supra would should have what Supra should have been, but collaborating with Acura and making a rear wheel drive IS five hundred uh, coupe, you know, like, but more of like a long hood. Do you remember? This is kind of what I'm picturing in my head. It's kind of a crazy one, but do do you remember that um, rotary concept? It's supposed to be like an RX seven um successor it's an rx9 but it's got that long hood um do you remember that that like cool very cool proportions um more gt uh like something like that super sleek uh but it would be lc 500 like an lc 500 but but acura though like um that's what i was picturing in my head i don't know that's all i've got right now (laughs) but it would be lc 500 but throw in a manual transmission high revving v8 rear wheel drive Give it an um, you know a Honda like tranny, LSD. And Hondas never had a V eight, right? No, they only do sixes. Yeah. And what was their F one car? A twelve cylinder? No, that'd be ten. They 10. had a V ten, yeah. and they had if they had a V eight, 
And the they early had, yeah, and the, and cars, the, right? The earlier ones were V6 turbos. Then they went to the V10. Um, and then when, 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 Air, when F1 went to V8, they had V8s. But I'm, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a car. No, I can't Never think Never in one. a car, though. Yeah. Yeah, no yeah, Honda I can't Acura think of collabs. Interesting. Um, all right. Ben Rogat asks, what would the ideal modern-day Audi RS2 be? He cites an E63 wagon with the Bugatti W16 as an example. Um, that would be amazing. <laughs> I would be really into that. Uh, so we're talking about a, a wagon or a, an established vehicle of some kind. I guess it doesn't have to be a wagon, but uh, with a, a better power plant slash engineering know-how. Yeah, but Audi uses an Audi engine, so I know, it I doesn't know. really apply. Like mm. I, I would say it's just an it's an RS3 in a wagon form with Porsche collaborating and throwing brakes at it. And Absolutely. Stuff like that. I mean, that's exactly straight where Straight up, right? T- straight up. That's exactly and where And that's the five-cylinder turbo as well, and, and it puts out 470 right? horsepower. Like, proportions are great. Yeah, yeah like that. Yeah. It's totally an RS3 wagon. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going to go to because, like, I mean – the the RS2 like it's what he's asking like the E63 would be more like an RS6 or something right or even an S6 yeah. uh, Avant um in terms of you know kind of what it is versus the RS2 which is a smaller packaging you know more nimble all that jazz um yeah yeah and yeah. and and it would be even more it would be even you know have more power output than an RS2 does you just like it would be tuned basically yeah what would that be? It would be an, um, and then it might have some like uh, I'm trying to think of styling elements. They would take you would put nine nine. So you'd put nine nine two mirrors on it, mm. uh, <laughs> and then what the the front lights would be from an uh, all the bumper lights nine nine two the bumper lights yeah. or something or the intakes would be like reminiscent of a base nine nine two or something. Yeah. And the wheels, you got to pull the wheels off of a Porsche too, which would be kind of funky. Um, you'd probably end up with like Cayman wheels or something, dude. So um, yeah, exactly. This was I was just thinking like, what would you call it? And, and it would be an RS3 Turbo S. <laughs> it would probably, you know, like or or an RS3 Turbo, yeah. right? Because of the, the turbo nomenclature is all screwed up now. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of if you went with like a luxury manufacturer that teamed up with something less luxurious, like if back in the day. Uh, like the last Volvo 240 Turbo was a collaboration with Rolls Royce, and they just Whoa. went like full interior, you know, quiet everything, um, eighteen layers of paint, all that, you know, just went full luxury. But I'm, it's not the right. I don't think so that's, that's right. like a different form of doing the same thing, basically. Yeah, it's like maybe or a different perf- different idea, but like, but they make the suspension super quiet instead of you know, and they yeah. make it's the, the ex- opposite. Rather yeah, than they, making it sporty, you're making it more luxurious. Exactly, the exhaust is like whisper quiet. It's got way more insulation. It's probably weighs a thousand pounds more, but it's like rides super smooth. The only problem is if you were looking at a 1990, you know, last of the 240s or whatever, and Rolls Royce at the time, it's not a great like Rolls Royce wasn't really uh, pushing the envelope there. Um, so, anyways, I'm trying to think of something like that though. Would where it be it's more like, of a Lexus, maybe? Yeah, like maybe a, it's like like um, uh, who would who would tailor a Civic Type R to be more of like a GT vibe? So you're taking like the Ross, like the Ross fastest version of a said car company. <laughs> And then adding full luxury, kind of Alpina style. Basically. Alpina-ish, like an Alpina yeah. Civic Type R. Yeah. Well, there you uh, go. So Alpina and Civic, yeah, Alpina, Alpina Civic Type R. There That's you go. It. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Check. There, or yeah. or you can go with a Bertone version of that Volvo, right? <laughs> Isn't that what they Ooh. tried to kind of? Like they had like the, the yeah. qu- cushier seats and softer suspension totally. and all that stuff. That's kind of like every one of the, that's kind of like uh Ford Explorer, the uh, what's his, you know, Eddie Bauer. It's all those editions, like the Louis Vuitton edition of something or whatever. Too. Eddie Bauer, but but they don't Eddie Bauer, but they don't take it far enough. You want to take it way further. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Alpina Civic Type R. That's what we're looking for. Uh, Kill your Vespa says, "What's a good way to get started into making your own driving or activity group? What's involved in making a show or meet?" Oh, um, good question. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> you got to start with, I mean, 
Ideally, you you start with a community first, and then you you. Start I mean, he's basically <laughs> talking about driving while awesome. Like, how did that start? Yeah, I guess. Um, time. Yeah, it's a organic growth, but um, I think you know you you stick to like minded people who you want to spend time with, and then you maybe have those people on a drive, and that could be like three cars, six cars, ten cars, and then you just start doing it more and more, and kind of find out what works. So, you know, what kind of roads you're into and places you want to meet up and hopefully they know a friend and next thing you know, you got a packed parking lot full of cars and yep. doing And with us, stuff. the, the, uh, catalyst was really, is really the podcast, right? So that's how like the word gets out about a cars and coffee and then people start going and then you end up talking to more and more people and then you end up putting the word out about a drive and then, you know, and then it just kind of organically grows. It's hard yeah. to say too, because we started the podcast along the time that we really started Instagram and Instagram is a huge, uh, you know, propellant there as well. So I, I think they're kind of hand in hand for sure. But, um, even with a good, well curated Instagram, you could get a lot of people interested. Yeah. But you want, yeah, you kind of want uh, that destination, right? Whether it be a, a web page or an Instagram account or a Facebook page, like you would start a group that you can share with people and then have them share it beyond that. Right. And so, and I think that's key. What you said, um, the right approach is to get like-minded folks and, you know, so that it's, it, it's a little more, not necessarily curated, but it's, it's, it's not going to be, um, you know, it, it, you, you make it what you want it to be. It's a it, good, good people. You guys are like-minded. So probably going to drive similarly. You're going to bring similar types of cars, at least getting as you get going. Um, and then eventually it kind of evolves from there, but, um, yeah. And forums used to be a place for this kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if that's still a thing. All right. Facebook groups. M Dom's last question. He says, I've heard of this, the Audi RS2 and the 500E referred to as the bastards of Zuffenhausen. Have any of you driven both in addition to the Porsches of that era? If so, I'd be curious to know the similarities. Uh, yeah. I've uh, driven a high mileage 500E around the block, so it doesn't really tell me much, but Whoa. it's uh, I've spent a lot of time around them. Um, they're great. Uh, they're both so Teutonic, you know? in their approaches interior wise. And, um, I mean, we can just get into the RS2 now, but, um, it feels so Germanic, <laughs> both of those cars, mm -hmm. incredibly German feeling. Um, but what about you guys? Is, Do you have any, well, I haven't driven a 500 E I've driven and owned W one twenty fours, but I, the, I don't feel like the build quality is any different in the 500 E from a standard W one twenty four, right? It's just more like they tacked on certain things and they widened the body and, you know, they tuned the suspension. Uh, like it wasn't like as much of a collaboration as an RS2, whereas like it was co-developed, right? Like the 500 E was like sent back and forth to like install parts, but like the RS2 was co They like sent it to Porsche to make stuff work out as an engineering firm more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, right. To make the everything fit and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They had to widen this, I think the tunnel or something. I can't, yeah, there's a bunch of yeah. little things like that. Right. And it was because, yeah, they, they just couldn't, do, I mean, it was so bespoke and small production that it was easier to do it that way. And Porsche was struggling and they needed work basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of the the, the question, well, we've driven 964s, uh, you know, both, you know, standard and, and turbos and there's 928s in the mix and all that. Um, but, yeah, that is a good point, Warren. I think overall, though, that is consistent across the board is the cars are very well put together and they're very solid feeling. Um, I don't think there's a lot of overlap. But that's not Porsche bringing anything to the table and any of yeah. those. Like, that's just the fact that German cars have that similarity. Yeah. And also there's no overlap in the in the actual like driving dynamics, right? Because a RS2 no. is a totally different car from a 911 or a 928. So like that yeah. there you the way that, you know, everything feels and all that. Um the Audi the RS2 definitely feels like an Audi of the era, but it just has a lot of great performance attributes, right? Like it's, it is fast. It has great brakes. It has nice steering, you know, it's weighted very nicely, um, you know, things of that nature. But, um, that's, that's why I'm saying like what Warren said is probably the most consistent across the board, but is that a Porsche thing? Is that a collaboration thing? Or is that just because, um, cars of that era, especially and German, uh, manufacturers did a really good job at the time. I don't know. 
I mean, the one I've never driven a 500e either, but with the RS2, you could say, like, literally, the port the brakes are Porsche brakes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, Porsche made that car have better braking, mm-hmm. um, and that's straight up a similarity with a 911. But really, it kind of stops there, right? It's oh, like, look at that they, pun, though. Like it's, uh, <laughs> but they didn't use a Porsche engine. It doesn't have any. It's not anything like Porsche. It's not like they took the rack out of a 911 and, and said, "Here you go." Yeah. Um. Besides the brakes, like I don't know anything that's like a direct carryover that would translate into this being like a Porsche. Um. I think the RS2 probably has like less understeer than any other Audi from that era. Mm-hmm. So that means something. Like Porsche yeah. obviously dialed the suspension in to like make it have like handle a little less piggy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something you can say that carried over from Porsche, but does it necessarily feel like a Porsche or, you know, any of those Porsches? No. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh. so what do you guys think? RS2. What do we talk about? Jump it in, huh? RS2. RS2. Well, um, 1994 Audi RS2 Avant. I guess they're all Avants, so that means yep. wagon. Mm-hmm. I have a wagon. question for you guys. Uh, before we even get into this particular car, where does this rank on your desirability uh, meter? Have you guys always looked at these and been like, oh, my gosh, someday if I could ever <laughs> yeah. afford one? Or was this kind of like, eh, you know, is this another thing? Where where does this rank for you guys? I want Art to go first. Dude, so it's a car I've always been interested in, but again, because of the forbidden fruit aspect, but not necessarily a car that I ever lusted after myself. Like, and as a matter of fact, I never thought I would ever drive one. Like, it was like, you know, so, um, you know, obviously, thanks again for loaning it to us. Um, and it's definitely been a great experience uh, to check it out. Uh, but n- I don't know. In terms of ranking, are we going with numbers or just can I just say that it was just a like car that- <laughs> just like feel impression, you know, impressions from when it came out and when, you know, what you've heard about it since and seen them around. We've had them at shows. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're really cool. And I always enjoyed seeing them, but I, I didn't necessarily personally want to own one ever. OK. Uh, Lane? I feel I feel the same way. I mean, when they came out, they were super cool. And the whole the whole idea that they have Porsche brakes, Porsche wheels, mirrors, even the 964 lights and the bumper, all that stuff, the front air dam kind of mimics that kind of look. Um, all that stuff's super cool. And uh, But it was never a car that I, like, dreamt of, stayed up at night and dreamt of or anything like that. Right, right. And is it uh, would it help if it was a the same car but in a, like, a fastback, hatchback style or no. a two-door? It, you, know, you know it would help if it had flared fenders. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. If it had more that so I my we could talk about the driving and all that stuff, but the real thing for me is this is say these are what 50 to 80,000 dollar cars now. Um I drove it, you know, you're driving around like not even talking about the driving at all. I didn't get one single look in this car and I think for that kind of for that kind of money, you want to have a little bit, especially with an older car. You want to have a little bit of that curve of feel, you know. You want to. You want to be. Able, you want to want to. You want to look back at it as you walk away. And I didn't find myself looking back at it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it has very. Low it's cool. It's like basic lot. It's a good looking car. Yeah, yeah. But there's nothing like if it had some really cool fender flares. The respect. It, it just kind of has a look of a early '90s Audi. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that, that's kind of what in last ep- in the last episode I sort of kind of prefaced it by saying that a car like this needs the right color to really kind of to make it yeah. stand out, right? Because it's it is so, you know, you can use the word bland, I guess. You know, obviously we're not impacting the value. Germanic. These, <laughs> these, these are desirable. Germanic. Uh, but, yeah. but, uh, but at the same time, right, I mean, there were some really amazing German cars that had the flares and, and muscular lines in and, and period. And so, you know, like I like for me, it was the RS4 to, and it still is right. Like the RS4 Avant is so fucking cool. Like I still love them. They've got the, 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 the flares, the, re- the really cool bumper and, you know, the, such a great looking car. And that's a car that I think is attractive because of that. As you said, the flares really kind of make it stand out. And this is just kind of like a little it is a little slab sided you know and it's very simple so the rear is very cool i do like the rear tail light 
Um, that design is rad. It's so early nineties. Right? I think the whole car looks cool. It's just, it looks good. It doesn't it's stand out. Yeah, it doesn't. Is where you're yeah. saying it doesn't have that. Like, yeah, it doesn't stand. Out. It's this is the opposite of like where that question, right? It's like you bring a car that's a hundred grand, like, and you bring this to the table. It's like only the nerds are gonna freak out. Everyone else is gonna walk right past yeah. it because it just it just looks like anything of the era, right? Um, but um, where the hell were we? Um, so yeah, I guess we we're talking about <laughs> the exterior. Um. Um, uh, I, I, what about you though, Warren? You, you, had, you asked us the question. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's never been on my radar really as something I've lusted after. Um, it's pretty obscure and for whatever reason, I don't really love this size of wagon. If I'm going to go with a wagon, I'd rather a six, a six or a mm. E class or I would think larger. I've never like really wanted an E30 touring either for the mm. same reason. Just doesn't really do much for me. Um, yeah. I prefer a coupe or yeah, a coupe version of the same car so yeah um and then for the price it doesn't yeah it's completely off my my uh, radar for that and uh, same thing i drove it for a, a long morning and uh went to a cars and coffee drove around town not a single look i never really wanted to you know look back or i don't know it's just sort of a, a ho-hum experience yeah. now driving it's fun and i really enjoyed like just how analog everything is in it um and the carbon fiber is actually pretty cool too which we can get into but um yeah i've never never like even looked at these as a as an option or something so and yeah. i'm a station wagon guy i drive one every day so mm -hmm. I, although um, that that is kind of cool in a way too though right i, I kind of like it small I mean, wagon's cool yeah, yeah. like it's I, like a big it's like a four-door hatchback yeah right? i actually yeah. do like and it's spacious too like for the size and um and this kind yeah. of has it made a huge impression on me because now I have to have a four door. Like I was, you know, I've been going back and forth on like what I want to do is like my dad mobile and stuff in the, in the near future. And like, uh, I know we've been having like these side conversations and like, dude, like I had to carry the kids around a couple of times and it was so nice to, <laughs> to like not have to climb <laughs> oh, yeah. into the back of my E30 and like, oh, you know, yeah, I know it's sure, like, dude. Uh, and you know, I, I was thinking of certain cars I wanted to get and I'm like, maybe I'll just deal with it. But it's like, shit, you know what? Like, I got to get something cool that's that's entertaining and fun for me to enjoy that that has four doors. It's really and I was looking at E34s again. I was talking about it. But like even even in a wagon that size, it was actually really easy. And like in the rear seat, is, it was really nice. And it's a it's a it, great packaging. You know, it's super boxy. So like um, it's it's pretty roomy in there for the size. Um, yeah. Newer cars are like super wide on the bottom. And then the greenhouse is actually like way in. Yeah. So and a lot of the newer cars like. I would put this like interior space of this thing up against a five series, like, mm -hmm. or, or you know, it it doesn't like the actual volume of the the pass you know passenger seat, front seat, rear seat. Um, the dash doesn't take up tons of room, you know. Dashes are all like pulled way out now. Yeah, it's yeah. Tiny little, everything's smaller. Yeah, yeah. Basically. It's it's cool, and I mean, it, and it's nice that at least in 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 a way, it's it's kind of low-key and you're not attracting you know any type of attention really but uh but it is fun and, and hauls ass you know so like you still it's enjoyable to drive but it doesn't have the curb appeal that's true unless you know it's someone who knows what's up um but yeah i mean driving and if it was the bright blue or something it would definitely like that would put it on a level where i guess this car is dark blue and i kept trying to take photos of it and i like couldn't take a good picture basically it's just it looks black um, yeah even on the rally like there was no i didn't have any good really good pictures of it that like stood out at all yeah and then every time i was taking pictures of it i'm like eh, this is kind of like lame <laughs> and i'm like and i feel like people are looking at me like why is he taking pictures of that wagon mm -hmm. <laughs> you're being judged dude that's funny because yeah. um obviously on the questions post i used one of matt's pictures because i went through your Flickr too and i couldn't find anything yeah. the one that i almost yeah. posted was the front end shot with with his with uh or with um the s6 and uh but yeah i i, I totally see what you mean and i think you know if it has a bright color it makes it it makes it fun to shoot right at least it's more interesting in that way um yeah or even it doesn't even need to be a bright a car doesn't have to be a bright color, but that that dark blue, like almost black, just kind of like does nothing. Yeah, the, that's why that gray that that we're looking at, like it actually looks. The silver gray. looked really good yeah. because it showed the the big intakes and stuff like yeah. that. It kind of shows off those features more. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so driving the, the, the first thing I, the uh, first two things I noticed when I sat in, in the car before I actually even started, it was how awesome the seats are. Like the, it's got really, really nice Recaros and the, the, it's the upper bolsters are really aggressive and the bottom bolsters are a little more shallow, but it's great. It holds you in place. They're super comfortable and their power. So like, I like that they're power adjustable for tilt and the rear, but you, the sliders on the bottom, whatever. But, um, that was great and they're heated which is nice <laughs> um but really nice seats i don't know how you guys feel about the seats yeah they yeah, look good great. too yeah they're so awesome i love the headrests yeah and, and the other thing was um the shifter the shifter is actually like pretty nice like it's very it's it's very tight and very it's plasticky a little bit you know it doesn't notchy. have a, yeah it's notchy it doesn't have a metallic feel but it's very tight and <laughs> Um, I really appreciated that. I didn't expect that. I thought it was going to be, you know, more more long throw because I've I've driven a ton of these the the other newer you know Audi S series cars and they have very long throws and they're a little more dampened, you know, a little softer feeling, and that's something that I think translates to the entire car. I think everything feels a little more more aggressive and mechanical, you know, and analog you used the word earlier and, and the steering, once you actually get going was, I was really impressed by it. Cause like, again, Audi steering is pretty dull, like overall. And it's, and it's way soft, it's way like over boosted and um, filtered. Yeah. And filtered. And I think on purpose, right. Cause it's supposed to be more luxurious or whatever, but like in this car, it's actually great. Like you actually get decent feedback and it's weighted and lovely. I love the weight on it. It's so perfect. It's like, you know, it has heft, but it's not, obnoxiously you know it doesn't heavy you know so um those those things really stood out to me um and then you know i mentioned a little bit but how about that lag <laughs> last time i mentioned lag it's fun yeah it's fun lag though because it doesn't i don't feel like you get that caught off guard you don't you're not like oh god waiting waiting because it actually gets through the the lag period pretty fast mm -hmm. it still revs quick to get to the boost right like don't you guys feel like that yeah it, yeah it's it didn't feel like it's not it's like you're power. waiting, waiting, waiting. It it yeah. revs super fast to get to the boost part, and then yeah. it has crazy power. But it, yeah, it just has a. I mean, it's it's basically fun turbo lag for sure. Mm -hmm. It's geared well, that's why, right? And I think um I yeah, think low gearing. It. Yeah, it's great yeah. gearing, and um I actually do it. I mean, I just to fuck around, I'll throw it in third just to like wait because I want. <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's yeah. wait, wait, and then it's it just kind of fun just for the just to get that that hit of of uh, of boost. But yeah, if you're like just and you get the, the little. <laughs> Yeah, you got, and it has nice turbo spool sound too. Um, in in addition yeah. to the blow off valve, uh, and then of course the sound is fucking awesome. Um, and I don't know, we obviously this isn't a stock um exhaust. Um, Gen had mentioned that he installed an aftermarket one because it was very quiet stock. Um, so who knows what that sounded like? But you do get more of the that hum right from the front. It's not not so much of the exhaust, but overall it sounds yeah. good. Um, the car sounds great, and it um. This engine feels very healthy. Uh, f these five cylinders can get kind of ticky, like the top end can like have the lifters can stick and stuff oh, on a lot of the five lifters, cylinders. Yeah. Um, and these this car like is very, um, it feels very smooth. Mm -hmm. The engine, yeah, it it runs. It's yeah, I agree with that. It's very very tight. Um, and uh, so we talked about the handling a little bit. Yeah, and definitely the least understeery of the S series cars I've driven, and I feel like. R the RS4, the B7 is pretty good, um, but, you know, it's heavier, so you have to really kind of, like, weight transfer it and get on, you know, you have to trail break it a little bit to actually get it to hook up, whereas, like, this feels more like a nice, like, a well-sorted front-wheel drive car to me. Um, like it actually handles well, um, but you do, you have to kind of lift to get it to, to, to tuck the nose in. And that's pretty, it feels good though. It's, 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 it's not a bad handling car. I think it handles great. Uh, and it does have a ton of body roll cause the, it's sprung like very soft, but it has very firm damping. So it's like a really trippy combination where, yeah. um, you get the, I kind of like the body roll felt fine though. It like, yeah, it's, it didn't, I don't think it like sacrificed a lot of handling because of the body roll no it's, it just it, felt yeah. like a, an older car and it felt good yeah yeah it's cool it's like it settles and like and you're fine right it, it, it doesn't feel yeah. like it sacrifices road holding with it right it actually has no. good good it good probably helps grip. yeah um yeah really fun to drive I, I i definitely enjoyed it and i actually took it i did um i i torture tested it if you will um and i took it on one of the tightest little roads up here in the hills that that i i actually don't really like that road i'll tell you which one it is later you guys will know right away but um and i don't like to drive on it that much because 
um, it's too tight almost. And like, it doesn't have like flow and, you know, a good road has flow. And this is just kind of like this hairpin and that hairpin. And then we're going this, and then there's this transfer and off camber. And like, it's a really popular cyclist road. And, um, and I thought, okay, if the understeer is going to show, it's going to show on this road. And it actually was great. I'm like, holy crap. Like, and, and uh, for the first time I kind of enjoyed the road because it is very bumpy also. So like, you know, the suspension did a great job and I wasn't even like really concerned about that. Like I took the C8 on it just to see what it would do. Cause I, cause I heard about the understeer stuff, you know, and Camisa was going nuts about it. And, um, you know, the, the, <laughs> the suspension, even though it's so good, I was like, you know, scraping like crazy on the front little air dam thing. Cause it's, it's a, it's a gnarly little road, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of anything else. I mean, the, yeah, the gauge cluster is cool. It's got white face gauges. Are you guys into white face? Gauges? St- was that stock? That's a stock look. I don't know. Let me look it up. Um, I yeah, believe I, so. I didn't love it. <laughs> it's very like, early nineties, right? That yeah, was like early nineties. Yeah. And, and I think that's like. A lot of that stuff is what makes this car cool. Is it has, yeah. has a lot of these that like flare. early '90s features, dude. The and carbon then, fiber is such high quality compared to what uh, other German cars had used. Like even in the early uh, 2000s, it's very nice. Yeah. What did you think, the, Lane? The weave is nice, guy? but it's got that like a thick layer that's kind of wavy, right? Like I feel like it, it wasn't. I don't know. So I felt like it was clear coat shrinking over time. Oh, is that yeah. what happens? Um, it gets that texture. So mm. one thing you can do to restore that because they usually put enough resin on it that you could do this is you color sand it. Mm. Um, so basically you take those panels and you get a block and you get like some 3000 grit, 2,500, 3000, sand it down and you sand all those high points off and then polish it and it'll be, and then it would look really good. Yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. Um, but yeah, it's a cool carbon. It's a carbon. It's not, it's a carbon and texelium. So, and then the texelium is dyed blue so cool. Um, so it has this blue, like smaller area of blue strands going through the, it's a twill carbon. Um, and the texelium is just fiberglass <laughs> is, is right. what that is. It's like the fancy name for fiberglass. So, so you don't say it's fiberglass. Mm. Um, but it's dyeable because it is just like a white, clear oh, thing. Um, and carbon fiber is like very, it, you kind of can't die. It's black, right? Yeah, black, sure. Like black, black. Um, and it and it made it it is cool um the one thing it sucks is that little boost gauge in the middle is surrounded by this cheap like just piece of carbon that someone bought off ebay you know or something yeah it's an aftermarket it thing really yeah. bad no, it was like the wrong or hide that pattern. gauge completely like you know yeah this, uh, so this carbon is cool too because they they use a similar carbon to this with the blue in it on um lamborghini um diablos from around the same era hmm um and it had the blue in it too which is kind of a cool you know if you had both those cars it would be cool to ha- see that kind of like carry over cool. between those yeah yeah um yeah it was just i i it felt so um it, you know having audi 4000 in the past and having an audi 80 um this is exactly an audi 80 basically mm-hmm. so the interior was very familiar and um these cars I felt like they did a really good job with these interiors and they actually hold up pretty well too, judging by this thing. Yeah. Uh, and I like all the, the way the switches all feel and stuff. They have a yeah. nice feel to them. Very clicky. Right? Uh, that nice, yeah. that nice click, yeah. uh, kind of like the for you know, Mark four Jettas and Audi a fours have, uh, but yeah, I think, and it was a really fun, it, it is a fun car to drive. Like, it's so fun getting on the power. You just want to like play with the throttle all the time and it handles well, tur- it turns well, all that stuff. Um, but I do have a hard time like figuring out where this would go in like, I feel like it's like a s- seventh car or something. I don't know. It's hard to like figure out where it would fit in a collection. You wouldn't daily cars. drive it? No, I don't think you'd, I think it's a little, so as a daily that you'd have to go on like say trips to the airport Mm -hmm. and trips over the hill, stuff like that, I would rather have like a new RS3, right? you know, something like that. I feel like it would get you all the way there, but it's safer. It does family stuff. You don't feel Um, as bad hammering on it because it's, or, you know, daily driving it. Yeah. It's just like more of a daily and like, would you, would you really want this as a daily and old? like the high boost turbo car with 
I don't know. It's yeah, it's a I hard. It's just a like, and then this wouldn't be your sports car. Uh, it's kind of like it's a one car does everything maybe thing, but then you're sacrificing in both. You know, it 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 fits in that area where it's not light and communicative enough to be like a full sports car, but it also doesn't have the you know drive to L.A. And back like reliability and stuff like that. So I think that's kind of where my mind went with preferring wagons be larger because yeah. it doesn't do the sports car thing perfectly, and it yeah. also isn't a great wagon. Like it's still kind of small. Um, so I, not that I, it isn't usable. Like Art said, you, I mean, having a four door and a big hatchback is great, but going to that next body size up, I think is you go even more a, towards the versatility than the sportiness. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, and then that's... it makes for a better second car because you have your sportier. Yeah. So yeah. a friend of ours had reached out when he saw I had it and he's like, how do you feel about this compared like, or my nine, nine, he has a nine, nine, three. And he said this or the nine, nine, three. And I was like, you know, right off the bat, I'm like, well, th- they kind of there. That's like not a comparison at all. Really? You know, mm-hmm. like no, this is not. like, this is to add to the nine, nine, three, but definitely doesn't replace a nine, nine, three. Yeah. No, 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 definitely not. I, uh, I really can't get over it. It's always in my mind is how much weight is in front of the front axle. The whole engine. Yeah. The entire engine is in front of the front axle, which bothers me a lot. And I know even if you don't feel it, and yeah. I've, it is in my mind. So then I think I feel it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And then maintenance-wise, it's a crazy tight uh, package. Well, and service I don't know. mode. Yeah, that, those are the whole front service end comes mode. Up, right? I mean, yeah, but I don't. I just don't love that setup. So yeah. once again, another well, no, no, aspect. no transfer case though, right? That's nice. That's like, yeah, that, that's like that's actually. I remember the E30. I you know someone had asked about the um, the IX or the XI. I forget what how you call it, the E30. <laughs> um, and uh, and I had mentioned that there's something with the the center diff. It's not the diff. It's the transfer case. I looked it up after the fact, and and that's like, you know, obviously a rare part. And it's a part that is a wear item and, you know, it's a, it's kind of a, a thing that you will break and, you know, um, it's problematic in most cars, right? Like it's just, it's a, yeah, it's, it's yeah. so that is something that you, you don't, don't have to worry about guibos. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, it's, I don't know. It, it's a trippy thing. I think it's kind of funny. I mean, like you look at it, I love opening the hood and seeing like the front of the engine right at the very edge. It's like, whoa. Um, but it's kind you, of the opposite of a nine eleven, right? It's this yeah. compromised it's this compromised layout that somehow they get to work. Yeah, yeah. And it's cool. I, I exactly. you know, like everything else, you know, we've talked about like just driving in general and learning cars, right? It's like you learn how to drive these cars because of the way they are, right? And so like it's a different experience and you you do have different wear items though, right? Because you're on the brakes a lot and you know you 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 there are different stressors on the on the on the car that um, you know, that's just part of the experience, I guess, but, um, not necessarily my favorite thing, but it is kind of cool in its own way. Like I've had B5 S4s and I, I like driving them fast, even though most people hate it, but you know, you just figure out how to, how to make it work. Um, I think it's also similar to a 911. You have the, the engine hanging off the rear. It's the same compromises you're, you're trying to over-engineer and they've done a yeah, good job of it. Saying, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, just saying like there's cars that do that, um, and but it's you, the opposite, right? It's the yeah. bad version of that. When you think, <laughs> if you think about it that way, you're like, but it's a bad version because it pushes at, at limit rather than getting the rear out. Right. Yeah. Right. It is a different, totally different thing. And uh, when you open the hood, which I did and looked at it for, I kind of sat there with my arms crossed and James May style yeah, and did. just looked at it. And um, it's, it's wild. It's a wild thing. Five cylinders yeah. sticking straight out towards the grill. So you didn't Dude, um, this car, but I think this car is genuinely fast. Yeah, it's fast. Yeah, I didn't get on the highway at all with it. So I just did my like local test loop, including a little cars and coffee stop. But uh, um, I didn't actually do like a highway on-ramp acceleration or anything like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, I think you guys spent a lot more time in it. I'm just trying to think like um, if you have your 993, like I think this would be a great like even second car if this is what you're looking at, right? Like, if you're into this type of experience, like I mean, because it is yeah. – it is pretty rad and is pretty unique. I mean, like they're like you can get a no. Open, I was it, saying it would be a good complement to a nine nine three. Yeah, for a sure. Replacement for I know that was the question. Is like this or a nine nine three? And I was like, well, that is like yeah, right. uh, but I mean, I think fair, like, like I think 
for myself, yeah, I see what you mean because you said maybe as a seventh car, but like if you're like a person uh, that's asking yourself that question, like if you're already into you know early 90s kind of fun performance cars like yeah and, and you have like let's say a brand new daily or a newer daily that you're just cruising in and then you want two fun interesting cars like i think those would complement really well right like to have that yeah so it could be a good third car yeah third car you have the you have the practicality but it's still interesting it's pretty low-key but and i think naturally um I don't know. I mean, this is an assumption, but I feel like the people that want this car are already seeking them out. Right. Like, um, it's, yeah. but I think at the same time, it's like, you know, I think anyone that is a, a, a um, into cool, interesting, you know, performance oriented cars would enjoy it because it's, it is fun. Right. Like it, it, it is, I think if you think you'd like this car, you'll like it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And also it drove exactly, basically exactly like I thought it would. <laughs> it wasn't a surprising car or, it just had that Audi feel, and I thought know. it would push more than it did. Same, I was really surprised yeah. how 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 not understeery it is. Uh, I mean, uh, it, it it ultimately yeah. is at the limit, but it's nowhere, nowhere. Yeah, yeah but it's nothing like what yeah. I expected. Uh, especially the road that I put it on, which I texted you guys. I was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> like this, that's like full on yeah. torture test for that type of car. Um, no, it's yeah. definitely. I think my biggest issue with it was like the. It was the look back factor, dude. Mm. It was just like, I think if it was silver or blue, it would definitely like make up for this lack of, of that. But like part of the fun of having these old cars for me, at least is like putting them in a cool spot and being like, Oh, I want to take a picture of this car right now. Yeah. Or that looks so good right there. That looks awesome. Yep. And this has none of that. It yeah. just blended in with everything. It just kind of like uh, it to like as a, I borrowed a friend's 76 911 Targa last week. Um, for, and I had it for like a week. And so I kind of lived with it on the daily. And the difference between that and this was just like everywhere I went, people were giving me shaka bras. And, you know, kind of like it just had this vibe. They're like, no, you go ahead. Like people are letting you go ahead. It was also, it's in this like butterscotch yellowish color. And it was like, it's like a very, very friendly color and people, and it looked good. And like, I'm like, oh, I want to see what it looks like at, hap at golden hour. And then I'm like, oh, it looks good in this light. You know, this had like none of that. Sometimes you could see the blue coming through mm -hmm. if the sun hit it right. And that was like, but even, even then it was like hard to get, I don't know. It was hard to really see. Yeah. It's interesting also, like, you know, <coughs> this is where you get into the nerdy stuff. Like it's desirable to someone, right? Like, like, cause it is rare apparently. Like some, um, I was reading the ad that you sent me and it was like, Oh, like this color with this package, you oh, know, it was yeah. like a big deal, you know? And, um, but personally, yeah, personally I would go with, 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 a, as you said, a color that shows more of the detail, right? Because it's, there isn't much there. So try to show what you can, right? Um, actually yeah. it looks pretty rad in red. I don't know if you saw them in red, but uh, they look pretty cool. It seems like it probably would. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would go with like that grayish silver or, um, yeah, Nagara blue. You can't go wrong with that. They also made them in like a dark green, which is a nice color, but it doesn't, I mean, it's, then you end up at the same situation, right? It's like, yeah, same. Uh, I mean, it would probably look good in white. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they made them in white. Yeah. I don't think they did, but yeah. that would silver mm -hmm. looked really good. Mm -hmm. Um, but just anything to give it like a little bit more of that, that Pop. like, pop like cars and coffee like you know just something that would give it a little more of i don't know i'm not like an attention whore or anything but a little you just want to you want to be like yeah you want to want to look at it you know too so, yeah for sure yeah that's a big thing and that's we're we're all that way right it's like and, and i think as car yeah. people you want to you want a car that you want to like uh look forward to checking out right even opening your garage or getting into your yeah. garage and like you know um or going to in and out and like sitting outside and like staring at your cars there while you're eating your yeah, burger exactly. like it's like like it, that's a cool thing to do um and um yeah it definitely lacks that but um and some cars some cars could like deal we could use this dark blue they could be this dark blue but and look really good but that's because they have a lot of shape to the body or something like that or the silhouette's really cool mm -hmm. um you know, or a black, some cars look really good in black, but yeah, this one just needs that, that pop to make all the, basically like all the stickers, all the, all the, you know, the headlights and everything kind of pop out from the body. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. 
All right, so thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah, thumbs up. It's cool, man. I I, I dig it. Thumbs I enjoyed up. driving it. Um, I did want to mention that it has a full size Porsche Cup spare, which I thought was pretty rad. Oh, <laughs> I saw that. That's pretty cool. uh, so that's a, a yeah. nice little bonus. Um, and you know it's nice to have too because it adds for that helps with that weight distribution back there. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Add it out there. I would love to drive it on a loose surface. Like I I think it would be really interesting. And um, Gen got to drive it on the snow um recently and. Uh, I think it would be really fun to drive and um, as you said you know the gearing is good for it and uh, you can either stay under boost and cruise around or you can haul ass and, and you know I think it would be really fun it has plenty of grip and it's classic quattro where you can get on the throttle super early and just rip out of the turns you know it's really fun yeah nice I didn't nice mess throttle with that, response. Uh, I didn't mess with the diff switch did you guys click yeah that? so I read it I looked it up because I, I wanted to know what it was because um it apparently locks the rear diff, but only under like 20 yeah. miles an hour. So it decouples mm. above 20 miles an hour. So it's just designed to get you out of sticky situations or whatever. I so, see. I didn't yeah. want to break anything. So it's just like, I'll leave it. It does. Yeah. But, and, uh, it, 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 in the, and it says in the manual um, that, you know, you can. So you a lot of people screw up because they engage <laughs> it while you're rolling. And that's you're supposed to be fully stopped or under like, you know, a few miles an hour or something. Like for it to mm-hmm. engage. Um, otherwise, yeah, you do run the risk of ruining it. Um, but if you do, didn't it our Audi four thousands have like one step further? Didn't they like do a lock from the center where it? I think so. I remember something. I thought like they that. had a center lock and a rear rear lock or something. Yeah, hmm. I kind of remember I that. They yeah. had like two settings, I think. Yeah, same was, kind yeah. of switch though. But same, yeah, it looks the same. same but it was dial, on, it was on yeah. the but it was underneath the like the HVAC right. Yeah, it was on the console basically on the yeah. center console. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So thanks again and uh it's good good times. Good times. You guys ready for some trivia? What else you got? I'm ready for trivia. Okay. Yeah, let's do trivia. Da, 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 it's trivia time. Today's theme is nicknames. Nicknames. Hmm. Related to motorsports, of course. Um so these are either cars or tracks um, or events that have nicknames and see how good you guys are. You can just holler when you uh, think of it. Chime in mm. when you're ready. Are you ready? Let's do it. Art's thinking. Lane's, <laughs> Lane's bleary-eyed, I guess. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Nissan Skyline GTR. Godzilla. Oh, blue eyes over here. There blue you eyes. go. Art first on the board with Godzilla. Oh, yeah, that's easy, man. BMW 3.0 CSL. Batmobile. Bat, Batmobile, yeah. Art, once again. Um, 1971 Mercedes-Benz 300 SEL by AMG. It's the pig or something. Pink pig. The red pig? Close. Red pig? Red pig. Red pig. That's it. Sorry. So sorry, Lane. The judges, let me look. Nope, they say no. Pink pig is not <laughs> they correct. Want um... This is uh, this nickname relates to two cars, but the most famous being the 1984 through 1986 Volvo 240 Turbo Touring brick. Car. Can you be more specific? Turbo, turbo Brick. brick. No. I can't accept brick, that. Brick Shithouse. <laughs> uh, the Blank Brick. Not the Flying Brick. There it is. The Flying Brick. Art, once again. You were there, Lane. I'm going to give you half a point for that one. Thanks, dude. <laughs> I got two half points. Nice. Two half points. Solid point. Uh, these get a little tougher. Ooh. 1950 Cadillac Spider by Briggs Cunningham Il for Le Mans. There it is. The monster. Uh, I guess it's art said it's, in it's an absolute monster though. Like if you look at it, it's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Especially compared to the competition, right? It looks like a tank or something, right? That's right. That's right. Um, 1961 through 62, Ferrari 156 F1 Racer. Is that the oh, shark? Is that the shark? That's it. Oh, we I'm going to give you both the points. That was a, that was a jinx. Simul- yeah. Simultaneously, you <laughs> owe Art a Coke, but that's fine. Uh, shark Nose. That's correct. Uh, all right. This is an event. The nickname of this event. Pikes Peak International Hill Climb. Race to the clouds? That's it. Done. Got it. Lane in there. Uh, good one. 
Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Now we're looking for what they refer to it as. The brick Ooh. something. The brickyard or brickyard. something. Lane. Got it. Brickyard it is. <laughs> the turbo brick. The milky <laughs> milk place. <laughs> Two more left, and they get a little harder. Pocono International Raceway. Oh, jeez. Hillbilly <laughs> ring. It's a, it's, a, it's a triangle, so maybe it has something to do with the triangle. <laughs> I'm going to give you half a point just for that. The Devil's Triangle. Oh, there you go. Uh, Devil's Triangle. Which I think I think that means something else too, but we won't get into that here. Uh last one. Langhorn Speedway. What the heck? What are you this talking is, where's about? Where's Langhorn? This is a a racetrack uh in Pennsylvania. It is now a suburb, I believe. They've just they uh don't use it anymore. I mean, this must no one knows this, so it must be a really good nickname. Lang Langhorn. Langhorn Speedway, uh, Pennsylvania. The Wiz. It op- <laughs> opened in 1926, closed in 71. Is it Cheese Wiz related? <laughs> Maybe. Is it Philly Steak? Philly Cheese Steak? It is Puke Alley. Oh, my God. The old <laughs> Puke Alley. Wow. What, what, do you know the background behind that? I do not. I do not. But... Uh, it closed for a reason. Maybe too many people were puking. I don't know. Puke Alley. There you go. That's it. What was Highway 17 uh, called? Was it Blood Alley or something? Or Death Valley? Oh, <laughs> yeah, it did. It did have something. Um, What's that one turn called? It's like a Dead Man's Curve. Death one. Dead Man's Curve, yeah. This says that uh, the no- most notorious area, area of the original dirt race course earned the nickname Puke Hollow. Uh, turn two, and it received that due to the fact that a driver might be inclined to puke as the extreme jostling of his car would experience when hitting the deep ruts mm, really? uh, during racing. That sounds horrible, though. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound great. So maybe Puke Hollow was the uh, actual nickname, but uh, this is all according to Wik- Wik- Wikipedia, Ruddy. I think as Art would say. So anyways, that's your trivia for today. Wiki- Thank you for listening. I like that one. We'll see you next time. Bye. Adios.